Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. Well, it's so good to be in the studio today, and this is a first actually live in the studio in a very long time. Everything's been done by Zoom. This is Karen Sander from Aging Fearlessly, and welcome. Oh, hang on a minute. I've just got to change chairs. Just sorry, sorry, I'm in the wrong chair. Hang on. Welcome everyone. Today is a really unusual day. We are turning the tables and I will be interviewing the amazing Karen Sander. We are absolutely in topsy-turvy mode and I am interviewing Karen on this very special occasion which is the 100th episode of Aging Fearlessly. I am your presenter for the day. You've got somebody new, you have a new voice. I'm Kelly Van Nelson, author, poet, and a keynote speaker, but today I am your Aging Fearlessly presenter. <laughs> so it is my privilege to sit in the chair. Karen is on the other side of the microphone today, and we're going to dive in. But first, I am going to do the very formal introduction of this amazing lady, uh, Karen Sander. In 2015, Karen published a book, Aging Fearlessly. I've had the delight to read this book. It's excellent, so unsurprisingly, it made it onto the Dimmick shelves, and it really is a book that you should be picking up and reading. Uh, Karen was also invited to be a guest interviewer on Joy's World, a community TV program that was founded and hosted by Joy Harubi. In 2017, Karen then went on to, managing, to manage Joy's program and started her own program, Aging Fearlessly, stepping into the world of radio right here in the studio at Radio Northern Beaches, where I am in her hot seat. And she started the amazing Aging Fearlessly program. And again, the 100th episode is the one today that you're listening to. How exciting. Uh, and uh, just before we go back to Karen, to my beautiful guest today, she also saw the opportunity to turn it into a podcast. Hence, this is where we are on episode 100. And we're going to talk about this episode. My guest, Karen Sandler. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Um, look, it's amazing that you're interviewing me today. And I know I'm coaching you on how to interview on this radio program because we're running it differently. But thanks for turning the tables on me. Absolutely. Role reversal right there. <laughs> I love it. We're, you know, nothing ever goes um, according to plan when you're doing this sort of thing, which is really what is a great pleasure. This is it. And uh, thank you for inviting me to have the privilege of being in uh, the presenter seat on this episode 100, which coincidentally, it uh, is very much on another amazing milestone in life, your retirement from the corporate world. And you are about to follow your passion and purpose in a new phase of life. Um, but before we talk about the retirement phase, let's talk about this program. Uh, tell me a little bit about Aging Fearlessly and your challenges and struggles in the early days of getting your podcast off the ground. Well, Kelly, thanks. I mean, Aging Fearlessly to me, um, it 
really started, I, I decided, I, I called a friend, Vicky Jones, and I said, Vicky, do you think I should go into community radio? And she went, oh, Karen, I think it's great. It's so much easier than community TV. And well, I I said, okay, with your blessing, I'm going to do this. And so that very day I was minding my niece, my great niece, and I just happened to Google courses in radio at Radio Northern Beaches and there was one the following Monday. So I signed up for $100 and I went along to the first course. And, my God, when I saw the panel here, I just I crapped myself, really. I thought, I'm never going to be able to do this. And I went into meltdown mode and, you know, I really thought that this was beyond me. But I guess what actually happened um, was I got sort of motivated and I already knew the title of my show because it followed my book. And it was just a matter of following other people's footsteps and um, just developing how I wanted my show, an interview show. And so I did it. And yeah, the panels were a real pain in the neck learning, and I, but I managed that as well. And I guess that um, the podcast, I just could see how well podcasts were doing, and I really liked the idea. So my friend Google, Mr. Google, or Dr. Google, he's a professor really, Professor Google. Professor Google um, – was a great help to me learning about RSS feeds and how that I could actually get my show out to a bigger audience. And that was the story. That's an incredible story. Who would have thought a $100 course got you to this 100th episode? <laughs> oh, look at that. It's all about the 100s. Um, and you like to live outside comfort zone. I mean, that's what this tells me. You took a chance. You tried something new. You picked up new skills, the technical skills of launching a radio show and a podcast. Tell me about living outside the comfort zone. Well, first of all, technical skills. I don't think I really have any, and I make a lot of mistakes. But living outside your comfort zone, there's a lot of things everybody faces in life that are really scary but if you stay within your comfort zone you never go anywhere and really what have you got to lose you know if you're not doing something dangerous you haven't really got anything to lose yes you might not succeed to the level you want to succeed to but there's success in everything you do and there are learning curves in everything that you do and I look at it as a learning curve and who I am today from the person I was in 2015 when I launched or published my book to the person who started community in community TV then radio then podcast is not the same person today yes I'm the same person but I've grown so much to be comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, I love stepping out of my comfort zone. I think, Bibi, I, I see that in everything you do, this passion and this love of life and this joy. Uh, what do you really love about the radio and around uh, the interviewing of different people every time? Um, tell me a bit about that. I love seeing how scared <laughs> my guests often are. I, I have CEOs come and sit in this the chair where you're sitting today and you know you're you're actually sitting in the interview chair because I have to run the panel <laughs> but um I have CEOs sit there I have I've had Dick Smith sit there Dick Smith said to me 
Karen, I have sat on many interviews with journalists and they could not do what you're doing, you know, asking questions, running a panel, you know, everything that you're doing is amazing. I love it. I've had Tom Keneally and Kathy Lett on Zoom and it's just amazing, you know, Tracy Bevan and other everyday people who have amazing stories. And once you get them into the chair, you actually have the opportunity to calm them down and make them feel comfortable that this is just the lounge room and we're going to have a chat in the lounge room as if we're having a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and that's what I really love about it and I love that this has taught me to listen because the interview isn't about you, the interview is about them and all you're listening for when you interview someone is the gold I'm digging for gold and I'm digging for my next question and that's what I really love and it's an education process for me because what they're telling me is a lesson for me and for the listeners. Uh, One of the things you said there was the amazing mention of the glass of wine and you're a very dear friend of mine and I know when you sit sit at home and uh, have that glass of wine in your hand – one of your favourite movies to be watching and tuning into when you're kicking back and relaxing is Bridget Jones. You're a big Bridget Jones fan. Uh, Maybe we can cut to a song from Bridget Jones. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I do. So I've spent a lot of years as a single woman. Um, For all those single women out there, I'm sure a lot of you have sat at home with a glass of wine on your own at at night going, I'm all by myself. (laughs) And there's a scene where Bridget Jones actually has a cigarette, I believe, in one hand and a bottle of red wine and she's swinging around the lounge room in her pyjamas singing all by myself. And it's a really sad song and it does make me cry. And those years weren't always easy um, being by yourself. You're making decisions on your own. You're you're looking at your finances. You're looking at how am I going to buy a house? How am I going to be, you know, how am I going to be successful at what I'm trying to do? Who do I confide in? Fortunately, I had lots of great friends and family to confide in. But when your friends are at home raising children, I thought I was missing out. But, you know, we all have different paths in life. And this happens to be my path. And um, I wouldn't trade it. Should we listen to Bridget Jones? Let's do it. Play the song. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au. Welcome back, everyone. And you're not listening to Karen Sander, the presenter today. You're listening to Kelly Van Nelson in Rule Reversal. And Karen Sander is the guest on this very special 100th episode. Welcome back, Karen. Thanks. It's a really strange place to be sitting here being interviewed. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm feeling on the edge of my own seat as your uh, presenter for this privilege. Um, So we've just played all by myself. And uh, it's got tones of sadness, tones of happiness in that song. I'm going to go with tones of sadness and talk a little bit about the fear side of what you do and any doubts and, uh, yeah, sometimes how tricky it can be to launch something like uh, a podcast and radio show. Yeah, so, Kelly, so the fear part, well, and, Kelly, I talk about this a lot. Um, 
I have suffered terribly from anxiety um, and generalised anxiety disorder. And if anyone out there suffers at all, you need to get help because life after after help can be so much better. You know, it's it stops you in your tracks and you don't believe in yourself. It actually robs you of your life. Um, and for many years I felt uh, my life had been robbed from me. But all of that has led me to be a better person. So I certainly have my fears. Imposter syndrome, oh my God, why would people listen to me? I mean, truly, you have to ask yourself the question sometimes and you come, well, you know, a lot of men, you know, they'll go for the biggest job out there and the women, they go, well, I can't do that because I'm only 80% qualified. You know, really, we have to get past ourselves. We all have something to offer. That's the whole thing. We all have something to offer. That's it. I think everybody's unique and you really bring a different aspect and perspective to everything you do. I just think you're an amazing, uh, very special lady, very special guest on this podcast. (laughs) And absolutely, I would say your listeners agree because they tune in, they tune into every episode and you have a, a really big following behind you in everything that you uh, you do and I know you've got a really great amazing team as well that support you and help you tell me a bit about the team that uh, assist you in all of your different projects well actually there is a team of friends who volunteer to do um, especially when we, we I think we're going to talk about story room later and you were one of them that sat in on that when I first um, decided to do that but With my podcast, uh, well, first of all, the radio studio here in Radio Northern Beaches, they were the ones that helped me to get myself together as far as running a radio program. And then it came down to, well, how do I choose an intro and outro? And I do have a huge connection of people out there. And the wonderful Nick Howard, who was a singer-songwriter, I asked him would he write me a song, and he said, well, what sort of style of song do you like? And I said, well, I love Madeline Perot and she's like very jazzy. So Nick just happened to write me a song that I absolutely loved. There wasn't many edits with it. It sort of came out and that was it. And I am very inspired by him. He's got a beautiful voice. And you know, every time I play that song at the end of my show, I can take a deep breath and I know that life is good. That's a... I guess, a really good part of having connections that you can lean on them. And as far as though my guests and the editing and the writing of the program and the publishing it, I do it all myself. And I think if I put an hour on every episode that I do, it would be around 10 hours work. And that's just an estimate. It's sometimes I spend three, four, five hours editing and writing the questions. And if it's someone that I'm doing an interview about their book, I've either got to listen to it, audible, thank you. Um, I have to listen to the book because I don't have time to read or I have to get their help, you know, because it's pretty hard to, you know, interview someone if you don't know the book. But yeah. And then now I actually have Hunter Valley Media who, thank God, they came on board because they help me to actually do the social media, which again... I have to say, I'm crap at. 
<laughs> it's a big part of uh, what sort of um, of what goes on behind the scenes, though, isn't it? And getting followers and getting into different audiences, and definitely your show has got momentum from that social media aspect that you now have. Yeah, and uh, it's so much work, as you mentioned there. You've got you know, there's so much research happens behind the scenes that people don't always kind of appreciate when they listen to the uh, the show. Uh, how do you go about choosing your guests? Again, I've learnt to listen. And when someone's talking about someone, I go, oh, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. I'd like to have them on my program. So I have a wish list and I on my computer and I look at the wish list all the time. And I also look at what's topical, what's going on in the world at the time, who would have, you know, who'd be able to contribute. I have um, contacts with a lot of doctors and so I invite doctors on to talk sometimes about the medical side of ageing because it is a program about ageing fearlessly uh, but the entertainment side, what people can do to fulfil their life when they retire and, and about people's journeys in life. So yeah, it's about listening and then look, <laughs> I laugh all the time about Cathy Lett. I sent her a messenger um a, a, a message on Messenger and I went, oh, dear Cathy, you know, I've read your book, How to Kill Your Husband and Other household hint, Helpful Household Hints. And I think during COVID, a lot of women might like to kill their husbands. Would you be interested in an interview? And I joked with my friends that I'd done this. And two weeks later, I got a message from Cathy saying, Karen, I never listen, I never respond to my messenger but I love this and I love the name Aging Fearlessly. Let's do it. And we did. And Dick Smith, I wrote him a, a, a letter by snow, um, snail mail and sent it to his office. And he said, yes. Tom Keneally, similar thing. And they said, yes. So really, it's actually the fun of seeking. <laughs> I find it really hilarious that, you know, I'm just bold enough you know, get over yourself, Karen. I'm just bold enough to go do it. You know, what are they going to say? No. I think that's it. It's about taking chances. And you said earlier about living dangerously and just putting yourself out there to make those connections. And I've seen it firsthand. You're an amazing network and not just with your own network, but connecting other people as well. I know you've introduced me to so many people in and around Northern Beaches and the Sydney area. And it's incredible to have that real people you know, real people skill that uh, gels different uh, personalities together. It's a real skill of yours. Yeah, I don't, it, it's, I think it's something innate. I think it comes down from a family trait. My grandfather, I don't know, you know, I didn't know him very well, but he was in business and he was very well liked. Um, and uh, he traveled the world in the 50s, which a lot of people didn't do. He was in marketing for Frigidaire General Motors. And I think, I think the jeans, I'm wearing his Levi's. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And I know we played earlier all by myself. You're, you're definitely a connector, definitely a networker. You are a strong, independent woman, though. Um, but I know right now you are not all by yourself. You're now in a relationship. No. You, can we talk about that? Or this, it's, yeah. I'm the interviewer today, so I'm going to put it out there. Tell me about your relationship. So after 63 years or 64 years of really not, dating the right men it's not not since birth but you know since my 20s I've dated a lot of men that I should never have dated and we should never have been together and I was looking for the wrong thing and the word looking mm, I don't like it do you go looking 
I was settling for the wrong things. And I was fortunate enough to meet a gentleman who who was actually a widower and a lovely, lovely man. And he's the kindest man I've ever met in my life. And he's really caring and uh, he's a nurturer. And yeah, we just hit it off slowly. It got off to a bad start. Um, we laugh about that because we have two versions of how this relationship started. But yeah, he's my best friend. I love it. A little bit of romance, folks. I think it's time for music to go with that romance. Do you have a song that we can play that maybe just uh, fits perfectly right now into this little romantic segue? Mm, what about Tapestry? Or do you think Tapestry, Carol King? I think go for it. Music is music. Well, I love Carol King. And this song, Tapestry, it has a lot of meanings in it. There's religious which I'm not a religious, I'm very spiritual, but not religious as such. But I think Carol King, you know, I love the way she talks about her life as being a tapestry of rich and royal hues. And yeah, I think everyone's life is a tapestry. And it is, um, yeah, it's just such a great song. And my friend Wendy and I have been to many um, Carol King concerts together. Uh, I think she's one of the most amazing artist the world has ever seen. Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kelly Van Nelson, and today I'm turning tables as your presenter, interviewing Karen Sander in her 100th episode of Aging Fearlessly. You've just been listening to Carol King, a song about threads weaving through life and uh, tapestry. And I'm going to take a different thread now in picking up my interview with uh, Karen, and we're going to talk about uh, going live and Karen's show, Story Room, which really is bringing other people's stories to the forefront on a live platform. Karen, back to you. Tell me a little bit about Story Room. I'm liking this interview chair, by the way. It's much easier than doing the hosting. <laughs> well, Story Room, well, it started as Story Room, Kelly, and I've added an Oz, A-U-S at the end now because, oh, gosh, it went through Story Room manly. Anyway, and I really would like to take it further than just Sydney uh, into the regional areas. And that's something, a goal for this year. But, yeah, Story Room was born from me um, going along to another program uh, and doing a story on the stage. And I'm not a natural storyteller, but I think in bringing people's podcasts and extracting stories from people, I am a storyteller. Um, and I am becoming better on a stage as a storyteller. But it brings a room full of people together as community and to have six storytellers on a stage telling a story that is so heartfelt, it's part of their life, it's, it means a lot to them and these stories are true and sometimes the stories make the audience cry, sometimes the stories just make them pee themselves laughing if I can say that. Honestly, it is so wonderful to connect people that way. And when I stand there as a host and I watch, you know, 100, 120 people in a room focused, 
on that stage and on the person sharing their story, it brings me huge joy and satisfaction. And I know from some of the comments that the storytellers have written on social media, on LinkedIn and whatever, it brings a tear to my eye to, to hear what it's meant to them to share. Yeah, I've attended Story Room a few times myself, both in the audience and to tell my own story in uh, this uh, sort of section that you have as one of the six storytellers on the night. And in the room, there's always this beautiful buzz and it is a sense of community. And there's this sort of really heightened emotion, I think, as people listen to, you know, six different stories from all walks of life, Mm. different kinds of people, male, female, you know, it's, uh, there are no divides in that room on that evening. It's a really beautiful experience. And I I would recommend people get to the show. Uh, If you see the live event coming up, I would, uh, you know, I would really encourage you to go along. It's just a different, unique experience every time. Fantastic. Yeah. So I think when you, there was one one month, I think it was around April or May, um, just, you know, 2021 this year. And I had a rabbi, Zalman Castell, and I had a Peter friend who's a transgender woman, and they were both on stage that night. And their stories were so different. And Rabbi Zalman Castell said to me the next day in an email that Karen, you know, to learn Peter's story, he said, and to listen to the other stories, he said, I grew as a person from being on stage and from being in that room listening last night. And that made me feel really good in terms of I've, you know, I've helped someone in in life to to gain a new perspective. And for Peter Friend, she said, you know, she talks to audiences all the time about her um, her transition to become a woman. And she said that the audience audiences she often speaks to are already the converted, but to speak to the audience in Manly, she just felt like she made a difference. It's just about those connections. Yeah, it's incredible. And I definitely would back what you uh, you aim to achieve, educate, motivate, inspire. Not just It's not just happening on your podcasts. It's at those live events as well. And people walk out of there really feeling good and feeling that they've been in, into an experience of, you know, little snippets of other people's lives. It's just incredible. Um, maybe we can talk about uh, success there. You were talking about sometimes it's not about money, it's not about financial reward. What does success look like, feel like to you, and maybe how do you measure success? It's funny because we we go through school and we maybe study or we get to do a trade or whatever you choose to do. Sometimes we choose careers that we really don't want to be in and we change. I've changed careers several times from being a teacher to working in the film industry as a tutor to young actors too, um, and that's on the education side, not drama. And, you know, then to 21 years just now in pharmaceutical and I'm about to retire from that. And everything is seems to be, be built around the dollar value, you know, the money, what's your income. And, yes, we need an income. It's very hard to survive in this world if you don't have an income. But with what I'm doing, with writing my book, with uh, my podcast, with story, and people say, but you know, you, you do a lot, but are you, are you making any money out of this? And 
you get caught up in that. I'm not making any money out of this. And, and then you start to feel those feelings of failure. If I'm, if I'm not kind of getting an income from this, if people aren't paying me to do this, then why am I doing it? And, and, you know, how can I make an income out of it? And I've been looking at, well, what's the measure of success? Is it income? Or is it what you're giving to other people? I definitely think you give enormously back to the world and you've got this huge, greater purpose and bring so much to different people out there in everything that you do. You're a really special, strong, independent woman. It's just amazing and it's never about the money. I think it's always, um, you can take away today knowing that you've gave so much back to other people. That's what it's about. (laughs) And I can hardly string a sentence together without (laughs) blubbering. (laughs) So that's just me when I'm, I am passionate about this and I, you know, I'm, yeah, you know, seeing people laugh and hearing people speak about the event and speak so positively about Story Room and about my podcast, is it fills me up. Yeah, it fills up other people too, trust me. Um, let's take a second and think about your achievements. I mean, you have it, you've, you've got so many things that you, uh, you do in terms of your podcast and your live events. Have you got a, a real greatest achievement you put up there and it's the, uh, you know, the real memorable you know, moment for you? Oh, look, so many of them. Writing a book was a really great achievement. And to, oh gosh, when I was travelling the world in the film industry, my parents used to write letters because then, you know, a phone call back from wherever I was in Europe was too expensive. And uh, so everything went down in letters. We didn't have emails. So this was the, the 80s and 90s. And Mum and Dad used to say, you know, you must write a book one day. Well, I don't think they thought I'd write a book like Aging Fearlessly, but, you know, maybe one day I'll write another book. But I did write a book, and I think that's a huge achievement because everyone says there's a book in them or they're going to write a book, but very few actually sit down and do it. You've done it several times, Kelly. But actually doing this podcast and Story Rumours, but you know what? I've just rethought this as we sit there. Probably my greatest achievement is coming out the other side of anxiety and a really bad disorder of anxiety is probably my greatest achievement. Yeah, that's really, yeah, I I get that. And it's amazing to hear that you have came out the other side and you're bringing so much light to other people and you've found that peace and purpose in everything that you're doing it's a that's a big a big one in terms of greatest achievement yeah thanks you know you can look at all the things you've done in your life and I'm 65 now Kelly and there's a lot of things have happened and yeah I must write a list one day of the things I've done and the jobs I've done and yeah it's the the career changes but yeah I think surviving anxiety and being a well-rounded person. That's good to hear. And 65, you mentioned in there. 65, Karen. <laughs> and you're moving on from the corporate world. It's uh, retirement coming up and you're closing that chapter in a book and moving away from the corporate side of life. Uh, what next for you? What is your plan? Well, I interviewed a fellow the other day, day called Andy Robin and he's in um, 
he's he's amazing. He's an author in California. And he was talking about retirement. And by the way, retirement means removal or withdrawal from service, office or business. And we were laughing about the, the word retirement. It sounds like you're standing down almost from life. But I have a fairly hectic full-time role uh, and I look after a lot of pharmacists and their needs are always first. And I've been employed by this company now for 21 years and they have also taught me a lot. But I can't give to them what I need to give anymore because my passion really lies in story room and my podcast and writing and to be the person I really want to moving forward and to give 100% to that, I have to walk away from my career. You know, I could stay there another five years, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be right. So yeah, I've just got big plans of I'm listening to how to podcast again, you know, because I'm trying to pick up more tips to make a better podcast and I'm about to start negotiating for Story Room next year, 2022. And, you know, I just want time to allow my brain to catch up with all the ideas and thoughts and to get creative. That's really exciting. I'm excited for you that you are going to have more time to bring new ideas, new projects, and to bring your voice to your audience. You have a powerful voice and you have something to say on this 100th podcast and uh, also encourage your guests really to bring their stories to life and to the audience. Uh, Speaking of powerful voice, I think there's a tune in there, a good old Australian classic. How about we go there with a bit of music? John Farnham, the voice. Got to be. I actually don't want to say a lot about it, but we all do have a voice. And I know some people are shy and introverted, and I'm not an introvert. I'm an extrovert, probably, I guess. And I talk a lot, way too much, Kelly. Yeah, and I think this song is just about, you know, voice for me is very important and... Uh, using your voice in the right way to benefit others. Uh, And I think he's just such a great Australian. Speaks for itself, this song. Let's hear it. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Karen Sander, your usual host, but she's on the other side of the table today in this topsy-turvy episode, 100th episode of Aging Fearlessly. And I am your ad hoc presenter, Kelly Van Nelson. Uh, I'm going to talk again to Karen a little bit about using her voice in podcasts, but not always from the studio. Karen, you've been podcasting from all areas across Australia during COVID while you've been out and about on the road around Queensland. I know you've been to Longreach. I know you've been to Lightning Ridge and somehow still conducting your podcasts. Let's talk about that. Oh, Kelly, it's been crazy. So we got locked out of Sydney. We became COVID refugees um, and we crossed the border into Queensland and we weren't coming back because, as someone said, is it the Song Hotel California? You can enter, but you can never leave. And um, something along the lines, you can look the words up. But we ended up in our six-metre motorhome and that's from the bonnet to the boot. And if you're in the US, it's from the, what is it, the hood to the trunk. 
um, six metres. It's not big. It's got a bed over the cab and a, it does have a shower and toilet, which makes it much nicer. But, yeah, we've been driving around, my partner and I, Colin, and, uh, you know, I'm always listening for a story and he just laughs. Who are you going to talk to today? And that's a bit of a joke between us. Who are you going to talk to today? And we were in Lightning Ridge early on in June, before, just before the lockdown started, and I stumbled across Peter Cook, the Outback Opal Hunter, and he's got this amazing place in Lightning Ridge. It's full of junk and trash and treasure, and he builds amazing sculptures. And I said to him, Peter, can I interview you for... And he's a real character, this Peter. And so we sat down and did an interview, and I loved it. And we talked about doing story rumours there next year. And then I met Vicky Bockross, who has one of Peter's amazing... Um, the fire and ice opal in her shop and I went and talked to her and that night sent her an email, can I interview tomorrow? And we did an amazing interview. And then in Longreach I was speaking to the guy driving the boat on the tour we were on and he was funny. His sense of humour appealed to me. I said to Colin, I'm going to ask him, can I interview him? Well, little did I know that Richard Kinnan happened to be the founder of a huge company Outback Pioneers, it's an immersion tourism company. Anyway, I did an interview, it's number 94 if you're interested, but it's a great interview with so many layers and, you know, you, know, you can interview anywhere. I've got a little Zoom box handheld and just pulled it out, all the mobile phone and away you go. It's fun. It is fun and I love that you like interviewing all different manner of people from all walks of life. Um, but who would be your, you've, you've got to have a dream guest, somebody out there that you would love to have on your show, love to have a, a yarn with on Aging Fearlessly. Tell me about that dream guest. Oh, dead or alive, Karen? Dead or alive. Oh, well, Nelson Mandela, if you're going dead, I'd love to interview Nelson Mandela. You what a great amazing. man. Yep. Um, alive. She's still alive. Michelle Obama, I think that woman is all class um, and, you know, she's she's kind, she's energetic, she's colourful. And then, of course, Oprah, who wouldn't love to sit down with Oprah, but that's my dream. However, as I said it before, there's gold everywhere you look and it could be the person three doors down from your house who has an amazing story and digging those stories out and between my podcast and Story Room Oz, I'm going to keep digging and I'm going to find those stories that are truly gold, the ones that people can relate to. They can go, oh my God, they can really um, embrace, you know, or they can really learn and and you know, feel what it's like to be in that person's shoes. There's, you know, there's so many great stories out there. There definitely are. And I'm delighted to be sharing yours today in this 100th podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, there is gold in every story and we're digging today into yours. And uh, I'm sure people can relate to your journey as well. How has it been sitting on the other side of the microphone, Karen? Well, you're doing a great job. I might have to make myself redundant and you can take over the Aging Fearlessly program. How does that feel? 
I feel very uncomfortable. I'm giving it my best shot, but I definitely do not have the professional approach that you do as an interviewer. Um, maybe we can talk a little bit, uh, just to, I know we're getting towards the end of the show, but I would love to hear a bit about your learnings and, uh, yeah, really on this incredible journey that you've had through life coming, you know, through those waves of anxiety into this really great place where you are living a happier, healthier life. Mm. What have been your learnings along the way? Well, I have to start back in the last 21 years and the work that I've been doing um, in a corporate world, I, I've learned a lot, um, partly learnt to listen there, but taking up my podcast has really taught me to listen um, because when someone else is telling their story, you can't really talk. You have to listen. I've learned to trust my intuition. Um, I think we need to tap into that. Each of us, you know, we, we do have a, a sense of, you know, intuition and I really feel that things are happen because they're meant to happen. Um, it's not always the way you want things to happen, but things happen for a reason and there's there can be the rainbow on the other side. Even when it's grim and dark, there's there's a rainbow somewhere out there and it will turn up eventually and you just have to trust that. And believe me, from someone who suffered anxiety and didn't want to leave the house and was scared, of, you know, a, a pin dropped and they felt fearful, you, you just have to trust. And I think to choose wisely and... Um, Take your time to choose. You know, I'm a bit of a bull at a gate, and I am a Taurus, by the way, but I'm not much into the stars. But I can be a a bull at a gate, but you need to choose wisely. And honestly, never give up because you just have to, if something's not working, look at it, ask why, dig a little deeper into what's going on, and you know, reinvent it. You know, I'm reinventing my own show at the moment. I'm reinventing Story Room. You don't start something and that's the way it goes forever. You you need to keep upping the ante. It's so true. Never give up and keep just pushing and evolving. That's what life is about, isn't it? Absolutely. I want to say it's just been incredible, an incredible experience talking to you today on this 100th podcast. What a milestone. Who would have thought 100? It's a big old number. Uh, yeah, so many guests you've seen along the way. It must, uh, it must really feel like a good achievement. It is, a, it is a big achievement for me. And, you know, I think if, um, you know, if you get a couple of hundred people listening to a podcast, that's like a room full of people. I, I heard that, you know, it's an audience. And if you make a difference to a couple of hundred people, you know, I know podcasters that are getting thousands and thousands and thousands and of of listeners. And, you know, sometimes you can be green with envy of that, but you have to embrace the listeners that are listening to you. Things grow. It takes time. Um, and yeah, I'm enjoying the ride and I'm looking forward to the next chapter. I'm so glad. And I want to say on behalf of all of your listeners today on this 100th podcast, thank you for giving so much to everybody in the community, bringing so many stories to life that educate, motivate and inspire uh, others. And I really want to wish you the very best in enjoying that retirement. Never give up sharing your stories. And I'm so looking forward to see what you're going to do next on your journey. Well, Kelly, I'll be picking your brain for sure because you're a very smart cookie. (laughs) 
And I love all the things you do with your poetry and your books. And you're, you know, you're one of those people that inspires me. And by the way, for the listeners, Kelly wrote a letter to the radio station to be interviewed. And one of the heads of the station said, would you like to do this? And this was about three years ago now. Would it be three years? Two or three years ago. You'd only just moved from Perth to Sydney. And I said, I'd like to. And Kelly and I have become firm friends since then. And honestly, she is an inspiration. So thank you for, you know, doing this for me today. I asked you, would you do this? And it's a real honour that you chose or you said yes to um, being my host. I've absolutely enjoyed being your host, but it is a one-off, folks. <laughs> Tune back in on episode 101 and you will have your trusted, far more experienced presenter back in Karen Sand. It is the end of this topsy-turvy episode, 100th episode of Aging Fearlessly. Delighted to present today the beautiful Karen Sander and her story. Thank you, Kelly. And right now, please take the time before we go to listen to Nick Howard's song. It's about to play... It's a gorgeous song about life and there's a whole life out there to live and that's what I love about this song and I love about this podcast. Thank you. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Live out our dreams, just you and me Let your heart be alive There's no time to waste Gotta go get the most out of time This treasure that you've got to find Baby, don't be shy Let's go and take that ride Taste the sweet and the spice Everything nice Let your heart be alive Baby, just let your heart come alive Honey, let your heart be alive